Welcome everyone to episode five of the Property Investing Podcast, brought to you by Real Estate Investor. I'm Dennis Wong and I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Don't forget if you want to access previous episodes, you can simply listen to them via our blog at blog.realestateinvestor.com.au. Now in this podcast, I'm gonna be talking about strata titling as a strategy. I'll be joined by Justin Hams, who's our in-house subdivision specialist. He'll be providing some tips for those investors looking to subdivide a property. And finally, I'll talk about the top eight federal budget changes that kicked in from 1 July 2017 that all property buyers should be aware of. So let's start off this episode with strata titling. Now strata titling is a great strategy to manufacture equity. For those who've never heard of this strategy, it's used when there is a set or block of units that are all on one title and strata titling is when you split the title so each unit will then have its own individual title. Now the reason for doing this is that it will allow each unit to then be sold off individually for more profit than all together as one block. Now this strategy is only successful when the individual lots of property are sold are worth more than selling the one block itself. For example, let's say you have a block of four units, all two bed, one bath worth $500,000. After strata titling the units, each unit is now worth $250,000. So this gives an investor a couple of options. They could sell all four units and take the profit of $500,000, obviously minus purchase costs, stamp duty, legals, etc or they could sell three and keep one. And then that one property they keep will essentially be debt free if they decide to use the profits of the sale of the other three to pay down that loan. Now the key to being successful in this strategy is making sure you target the right property in the right area and ensuring there is demand in individual units and that there is value in creating its own individual title. It's important that you do your research and really understand the, the demand for the post strata title property and what it would revalue at. So like a subdivision of land, there is the risk of overcapitalizing if you pay too much for the block or set of units. Now in Real Estate Investors Pro membership, we offer investor search that allows investors to find potential blocks of units where strata titling may be an option. So we search for keywords in the ads such as option to strata title, potential to strata, strata opportunity, and on one title. Once you've found an opportunity, you can then use my value or my research to review the target suburb the block of units are located in and what individual units are selling at. Then it's all about working backwards to see what the potential profit will be after you take into consideration legal costs, stamp duty, strata title costs, etc. So there may even be an opportunity to renovate the units to get further uplift and increase the rent if you decide to keep one of the units. Now, what I'd like to cover is subdividing as a strategy. It is a great way to manufacture equity. The concept is similar to strata titling, but subdividing is with land and it's when developers or landowners create new allotments. Now, the most common subdivision is splitting one lot into two lots. So there are now two titles. The newly created lot can be sold off just as land, especially if there is demand in the area. So the current owner of the lot doesn't have to develop or build before selling it off. This option is, of course, less risky, more profitable and takes less time. Now, there are a lot of factors to consider before you undertake a subdivision. You need to ensure you do a lot of your due diligence before you even make an offer on a property. Just because the listing agent says there is potential to subdivide doesn't mean the local council will allow it. More often than not, the ad will also have the words STCA, which means subject to council approval, and it's up to you as a buyer to do your checks with council. Now, every council has different restrictions and costs associated, so it's important you don't take one set of rules 
from one area that you've subdivided into another property in a completely different suburb that you're looking at next. Just to give you an idea on the typical cost for splitting one lot into two, in Brisbane, Logan, and the Moreton Bay areas, you're looking anywhere between $85,000 to $100,000. In Ipswich, you could be looking at between eighty dollars to $90,000. And in the Greater Sydney region, costs can range between dollars to $85,000. And in the Greater Melbourne region, subdivision costs can be between $50,000 to $65,000. Now, I'd like to welcome Justin Hams, our in-house subdivision specialist, to share some of his tips and experience. Now, you may have heard him speak before at one of our subdivision webinars. So, Justin, welcome along to the Property Investing Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Dennis. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So, look, I thought I'd just bring you in and ask you a couple of questions just to share with our audience. So, I guess, you know, are subdivisions a strategy for everyone? No, they're not. Uh, People need to be aware of the risks involved, that they take time, money, and know-how. Even if you know what you're doing, subdivisions like renovations always have obstacles you need to know and overcome. Sometimes they're small, sometimes big, but rarely are any two subdivisions the same. Mm. And, and so what do you think the biggest mistake that an investor can do when it comes to this strategy? Oh, without a doubt, definitely having an accurate feasibility. I couldn't count the amount of times a deal has looked really promising at first glance, only to find out after doing a feasibility that it was not only viable, but would actually make you a loss. You know, a a viable subdivisions, they're dramatically different now from even a year ago. I'm constantly shaking my head at the acquisition prices people are now paying for subdividable property. Not the amount of what it's been spent, but the amount in relation to what the bottom line will be after the subdivision is completed. You know, with increased competition from weekend warriors, they've put up acquisition prices of possible deals and thus, reduce the profit margins. This generally happens in the lower to middle market and peters off around the 800,000K mark for the acquisition itself, not the subdivision prices. You need to remember that after the sale prices is determined by what people will pay. So this is more of a defined amount. With uh, initial overpaying, there will be many people now and in the near future that are actually going to make a loss. Now that's through lack of knowledge of how the numbers actually stack up. Yeah. So, and look, what's some of the things that an investor should check before purchasing a property with the intention of splitting it? Oh, look, there's many checks you need to consider and all must be tailored to the individual property and the deal itself. Some of the main ones you look at and that, that will include, is there a demand for it in the area? In other words, what happens after you've done the subdivision? Do your figures, um, is it worth the effort financially? Is it allowed within the zone precinct and any overlays that you're looking at on the specific property? Um, Are there any precedences of it being possible? Someone that's done it before in close proximity geographically to your property within the same zone, precinct, etc. These are just some, but it gives you an idea of where you would start. Excellent. And and who are the key people you should be seeking help and uh, advice from? Definitely people who've done it before. Um, professionals that you could approach that would include a a savvy property researcher, a good town planner uh, with local knowledge of the area you're targeting, and local real estate agents can be a big help too, especially if they get a sniff that you might give them business of your after uh, subdivision uh, has been done. Now, with the information you gain from the agents too, I would check up uh, policy-wise with the council, of course, to confirm that what you've been told is fully correct. And I guess, look, in your experience, could there be unforeseen issues that may arise? And uh, if so, what do you find are the most common ones? 
How long does this uh, podcast go for? Uh, look, it's not could, but more what. Yeah. There are always unforeseen issues that arise with subdivisions. Anything from uh, utility infrastructure, future council and state planning to interpretation of the local policy by the actual council town planner that is going over your actual deal for approval. Who's assessing it with your application? The more research and planning that you do, the more likeliness that your solutions to these issues will be more simplistic and cost-effective to rectify. Someone with experience can help you circumnavigate these hurdles, but again, there are no two subdivisions the same and the problems and ease or lack of problems within each deal will never be the same from one to the other. Excellent. Well, look, thank you so much for your insights, Justin. And look, like you alluded to, I'm sure we, you could keep talking uh, for another couple of hours, but I'm sure that that was helpful for our listeners to help them get thinking and um, make sure that they are doing uh, the right checks and, and, and thinking about uh, the numbers and making sure it all stacks up. So, look, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thank you, Dennis, for having me. And uh, look, everyone, now don't forget that under our pro membership, our tools can help you um, find subdivision potential deals and then also give you all the data that you need to support whether a subdivision is going to be profitable. So for more information, uh, just log in, go to Knowledge Base, and you can go into the subdivision videos area. Now, as most of you are already aware, there have been significant changes to the federal budget that will affect property buyers as of the 1st of July, 2017. So what I'd like to do now is just speak about the eight key changes to be aware of, which will affect both existing property owners and for those looking to purchase one. Number one, for those who tuned into one of my earlier podcasts where I spoke about depreciation changes, then you'll already be aware of this. Property investors will no longer be able to claim on plant and equipment items where they did not pay for those items. These are items such as dishwashers, carpets, light fixtures, or air conditioning units. So under the new rules, investors can only claim on items where they actually paid for them. Number two, investors will no longer be able to claim tax deductions for travel expenses when visiting their investment property. So this includes accommodation, airfares, and claiming on kilometers if you drove to the property yourself. Now, one of the main reasons for this change was that many investors were taking advantage of this deduction for private travel as well and not correctly proportioning the deduction if private travel was also included. The number three change is for first home buyers. And it's great news because for first home buyers looking to save up for a deposit, the new changes state that you can now do so by using your superannuation towards buying your first home. So buyers will be able to salary sacrifice up to a maximum of $30,000 or $15,000 per year from their pre-tax income on top of their compulsory super contributions. So first home buyers can then withdraw this cash a year later from 1 July 2018 to use as a deposit to buy their first home. Number four is the new bank tax or the 0.06% levy that's going to hit the big banks. Commonwealth Bank, NAB, uh, ANZ, Westpac and Macquarie is going to be hit with this new tax. And this will generate over $580 million of extra income to the government over the next four years. But what it will mean is the banks will pass this fee onto borrowers. So interest rates are expected to increase. Number five will affect foreign investors. If they have a property that's left vacant for more than six months, then they're going to be hit with a new charge of an, an annual $5,000 fee. Number six is still related to foreign investors for new properties developers won't be allowed to sell more than 50% of their stock to foreign buyers. Number seven, relates to any Australian vendor 
who is selling property over $750,000. Now, as of 1 July 2017, sellers will need to get a clearance certificate to prove they are not a foreign resident. All vendors will be treated as a foreign resident until they obtain a clearance certificate to prove they're an Australian resident. So if you're a foreign resident, the buyer will be required to withhold 12.5% of the purchase price, which will then be transferred to the ATO. Now, the threshold prior to 1 July was property valued from $2 million and only 10% of the purchase price was to be held for the ATO. Finally, the number eight key change from the federal budget is those people looking to downsize. So from next year, 1 July 2018, people over 65 years old will be able to make a non-concessional superannuation contribution of up to $300,000 from the sale of the primary residence as long as they lived um, there for at least 10 years. So lots to take in, but if you'd like any more information about these changes, please visit the ATO website. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Property Investing Podcast brought to you by Real Estate Investor. A special thank you to Justin Hams for joining me and sharing his experience and tips on subdivisions. For more information on this strategy, you can jump online onto our blog at blog.realestateinvestor.com.au and we have a couple of webinars dedicated to subdivisions that you can watch. Don't forget, if you need access to property and suburb data that you can get direct access yourself through our pro membership or if you'd like more help and guidance, we have a team of property strategists that you can talk to. Simply jump on our website and you can book in for a free consultation. So thanks again for joining me. Follow us on Facebook. And if there's anything that Real Estate Investor can help you with, please get in touch. Otherwise, happy investing and I'll catch you next time.